what we've done is um, with Dot Radio, which I'm going to present to you this afternoon, is um, acquired the right from the ICANN, which is the Internet Domain Names um, Regulatory Body based in the States. We've acquired the right um, at the European Broadcasting Union um, to um, exploit that name on, in a non-commercial way to distribute, to actually open it up to be used by genuine radio operators. I don't know whether you know the story of what happened with Dot .tv, which Dot .tv is Tuvalu, which is a little island in the Pacific, and they've actually been selling Dot .tv domains for enormous amounts of money. We felt, and this is something, I've only been here in South Africa for a few hours, but we felt strongly that this is, that radio is a community, and radio brings people together, and therefore to open up radio in a purely commercial way seemed something that was wholly inappropriate. So with the um, support of the broadcasting unions around the world, we actually successfully made the case for dot radio to be a non-commercial domain and actually it's called a community domain which means that only people genuinely operating in the radio area can actually use those domain names which we are going to be starting to make available as from august i'll do the powerpoint because otherwise i'll say everything twice um, quickly go through the PowerPoint, and really, I think the interesting bit at the end, you know, if you've got questions, but also, you know, spread the word, because actually, we really want people to start using these um, domains. So, um, as we say here, we all know what .com, .net, anyone on the planet today, or most of the people on the planet, know what a .com means. Um, but actually, as from August, we have, with the dramatic entrance, dot radio and the nice um, logo to match with a radio wave. Um, as I say, it's been four years of negotiation to make sure that it doesn't fall into purely commercial hands. We've made the case on the basis of radio being a community. And what we want to do is to build that community in various ways through the use of the dot radio space. So what is this all about? You have to be a genuine radio operator. I'll come back to the context um, afterwards. But actually here we can see that it's actually focused on content. These are people really doing radio, organizations, goods and services for radio. It's led by the radio community. I'll come back to that again in a moment, but there's a steering board we met yesterday in Switzerland, which represents um, different sectors of the radio community. It represents commercial radio. It represents geographical diversity. Um, we had someone from the head of radio from the Asian Broadcasting Union there yesterday. And it's not commercially driven. We obviously have to cover our costs on it, but we are not setting out to make money. We're not going to be auctioning these domains ridiculous amounts of money. Rather, we're doing it because the broadcasting unions around the world wanted us to do it. So what are the good things here? 
in terms of what it can do for profile. Of course, you've got the idea that it's high value because it's absolutely specific to radio. So if you're using a dot radio domain, you will have had to prove that you are somehow associated with radio. I'll come back to the categories um, in a moment. The area itself, the domain, is managed by the radio community. That's me, that's a colleague, but we also, at the EBU, but we also refer to this advisory board in terms of sorting out some of the difficult issues which are going to occur. For instance, if two organizations, two broadcasters, apply for the same domain name, we then have to try and resolve that and hopefully resolve that type of contention in as um, smooth way and with as much compromise as possible so that people come out of it with a good position. We want people to be happy. And also no cyber squatting. This means to say that as has happened with many domain names, and it even happened to the BBC, someone randomly bought bbc.com and then tried to sell it on to the BBC for enormous amounts of money. That can't happen here because actually what we are saying is that we need proof that you are a genuine radio operator before you can actually use one of these domains. So it's not going to happen as a sort of land grab um, of potentially valuable domains which then um, will be auctioned on. It is actually going to be controlled and looked after by us. And of course, although we're organizing it from Geneva, from the European Broadcasting Union, you can see here all our um, colleagues and supporters um, from around the world, African Broadcasting Union, Asia Pacific, the Arab States Broadcasting Union, um, and other organizations which you will, whose logos you will recognize um, on the screen. As I've said, this is a community top-level domain. It's extremely rare. There are very few of these. They take a lot of negotiation because actually the internet is like real estate. It's like buying property. It's like buying a piece of land. It operates normally in a completely commercial way. This is something that is exceptional, which we've been able to negotiate and negotiate because we have the support of all of those radio partners around the world. I mentioned the advisory board we met yesterday um, in Geneva, and that is the uh, representation, commercial radio, geographical spread, community radio, the, the group which will actually um, advise on policy and actually resolve those contentious issues, although I should say all our legal documents are available already and on our website. And also, we have a process to make sure that domains are being used appropriately so that if someone is using it in a non-radio way or a way that we find inappropriate, we would actually then close down that domain. So it's going to be, unlike the rest of the internet, which can be, um, let's say, quite varied, here we know this is a sort of quality assurance that anything within the domain is genuinely um, a radio operator. The timeline. Um, I've been saying in Europe that the really important thing is when you get back from your summer holidays, and I've left it there, when you get back from your summer holidays, that's the moment to start thinking about 
requesting your um, domain name because uh, we have a two-month period between the end of August and the end of October in which it won't be first come, first served. Normally, I don't... Have you... Have, how many of you have bought domain names? No? It's... I mean, you... It's an easy thing to do. You just go to one of the... What's called a registrar. You type in the name that you would like, and it will tell you whether it's available or not. And you can then buy, really, any name that you want, as long as it's available. That's the normal process. But at launch here, we're going to have a two-month, as it were, closed period in which it won't be first come, first served. And that will be the moment to sort out those questions of contention when two organizations, two broadcasters, apply for the same um, domain name. And that will be our moment to resolve all of that. So if you or colleagues or people you tell about this are thinking of applying for a domain name, that is the moment to do it during sometime during September and October because that is the moment at which it will be resolved on a rational basis because after that, and this is the warning, if you want to have something dot radio, another organization might actually have got there before you because then it is first come first served. So if you imagine two broadcasters with very similar um, with very similar names, I sometimes think that, you know, you could have 109 FM, let's say, dot radio, which could be quite fun if you always referred to you, you, yourself, to your listeners as 109 FM. Um, at that point, you could... Um, you could apply for it, and it would have to be resolved in the two-month period by our contention resolution process. But afterwards, it will simply be the first one that applies. So there is a little urgency between this September and October um, period. So what happens is we have the two, we have the period, therefore, of the August into the end of October, and then actually we then shut down, we resolve the contentions, and then general availability starts on the 15th of November. If any of you are interested to be a pioneer, which means we could start you almost immediately, um, we would be really happy to talk to any of you because the Pioneers Program, we need some people to do our promotional work and to actually talk about dot radio and to start launching domains so we hope that it gets talked about and then obviously we're in a position where people apply for them so you are in a sense our um, our marketing people and for that reason if you commit to using it and you have a fabulous idea and you say you will move quickly um, you will have the period between now and the middle of November, where it will be extremely exclusive, because at the moment, I think we only have 15 domains actually working. So you can say, I'm one of the first organizations, people, um, businesses in the world to be using a dot .radio um, domain name. Um, so the launch program. So this is a really, really boring slide. Um, 
but I'll come back on it. Basically, what it shows you, and the writing's quite small, is that we will have a priority in terms of the way that we allocate the names. There's a lot more legal stuff behind this, but it does show that actually broad unions of broadcasters then broadcast radios. Um, that would be many of the people actually represented here as broadcast radios get priority. Then after that, internet radios, if you haven't got a terrestrial broadcast. And then following that, radio amateurs, radio hams, radio professionals, that's people, a slightly French way of saying, people who work in the radio industry. So you could actually have a personal domain name. We're giving a very low price to individuals who'd like to be dot radio if they work in the radio industry. And then radio-related companies, that could be, for instance, um, supplying of equipment for radio broadcasting, microphones, um, desks, mixing desks and things. And then after that, um, we move on to the general availability once, um, once that very rigorous process has been gone through. I've probably emphasized that too much. Um, I've probably also already done this slide, which is the launch phase, because we're really concentrated on that at the moment and making sure that it's totally fair for everyone who applies. The DOT radio pioneers, we're allowed to do 80 of those. Um, at the moment, we've got 15 because we're really telling people they have to be very serious about it and that they must launch quickly and it must be a distinctive service which will actually get um, get the dot radio name out there. Um, register your domain. Again, this is absolutely normal. Once you go to our website, you'll see that we're beginning to sign up contracts with registrars, who are the people who can actually sell these domains. You can also come to us. All of this will be made um, clear in terms of communication, and I must think also of how to keep in touch here with the community in Africa. There's the African Broadcasting Union, of course, but there might also be other networks here that we ought to be um, communicating with as the thing actually unfolds. But it's a very simple process. It's like any other registrar. You would type in your name and you would see it was available and then make your application. So I suppose all I would say really in conclusion is that our website is available. It's register.radio, incredibly logical. Um, you can go there, you can actually see what the, all the terms and conditions, all the legal stuff is, and when it finally goes live um, towards the end of August, um, that's the moment when you should be um, thinking about making your application. And, um, you know, if you're interested, um, don't forget it. Tell your friends, tell other organizations you're in contact with, and um, I think it will become a very special place for the radio community. We're also thinking as a second phase, once we've got through this rather complicated year, of actually seeing whether we can't use very special names, which will be difficult to, um, to allocate to one organization, names like music.radio or news.radio, which we don't think we're going to be putting on general sale for reasons of um, it would give an astonishing competitive advantage to an individual organization. 
but we're thinking of using those in various ways for building up the sense of community around the world for radio and for different types of radio. But that's, that's to come once we've actually lived through the, um, the launch and also the land rush phase. So I've hopefully made it quick and simple. Um, it's all on the website. And any questions? Cost. So cost for um, cost for organisations, two hundred dollars. Um, in the a group of now, I've got to remember the correct vocabulary here. There is a group of nations defined by the United Nations as the least developed countries, and I think this count is about forty countries. In those countries, um, we will be offering at $100, so we therefore halve the price on that. I don't think it is. No, wouldn't be, I don't think. No, it can't be. No, you can't. No, the... Yes, so, but anyway, that's, there, there is this group defined as the least developed countries, which won't be South Africa, but those we are actually giving that um, rate to. However, if you want for personal usage, which will be something like first name, family name, at, you know, dot radio, then that's $20. Yeah, so if you wanted the sort of personal for fun or for whatever reason, or indeed perhaps for career reasons, to show that you're part of radio. We're thinking that could be quite interesting, actually, to quite a number of people. Exactly. And then you can have the... Oh, we're having to keep that quite strict to something like first name, last name, because, you know, if, for instance... Um, you know, if Madonna wanted to create a stream of recordings, I would hope that Madonna was going to pay the $200 and not the 20 So where your name is also a type of trademark, then actually we would anticipate that you would want not to have it in the first name hyphen, you know, or Sting or someone. We would... Um, well, we're seeing actually quite a lot of interest in that type of world where people have a very, very specific product and want to put their audio out and therefore in the broader use of the word radio, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all develops. But the personal thing is also absolutely possible at $20. We don't want to, you know, don't want to exclude anyone with that and uh, we've, um, so we put that into the offer. Yes. Because uh, currently it's at radioweek.ug. Okay. Um, would, is it possible to, to, to make it radioweek.radio? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'm, look, absolutely, it's possible to make the application. We would probably have to think with the advisory board whether Radio Week might be something that a lot of other organizations might potentially want. So it could come under the contention. But if you want to try, if you want to try us on that and pose the question as a pioneer, 
then make a pioneer application and we can talk afterwards. Yeah, but I, it may be that the advisory board could say, um, Radio Week, a lot of people could use that and therefore we might say to you, Radio Week something or something Radio Week, that um, you know, putting you into the pioneer program would be great. And then if, the great thing about being a pioneer, of course, is that you avoid all the bureaucracy that comes later, and we just basically sign you up with a, um, a very uh, specific um, contract um, at an earlier point, which means you don't have to run the risk, and we can talk about if Radio Week doesn't work, then we can talk about how to modify that to make it work. Um, look, we're very happy for, um, I mean, we would be very happy for anyone to talk about it, of course, because what we want to do is to have this as completely global, and there are parts of the world we, where we have more engagement, parts of the world we have less engagement. What we want to see is something that will actually, you know, embrace everyone and bring the world, you know, once we start building these things on top of it, hopefully bring the whole world radio industry um, together. So, really happy that you talk about it. Um, it might well be that the easiest and best way of your encouraging it um, is to find out who your, or maybe help us contact and work together to contact a registrar who is active in your region and already selling domain names in your region to make sure that, um, you know, there's that good contact. But no, happy to talk afterwards, and uh, we'll see what we can do on the pi the pioneer thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, organizations need to decide on their own marketing strategy, and you could say that all of this would have been, um, how do I say, easier had we done it 15 years ago, or had someone done it 15 years ago. No one did. The idea came, the fear came around .tv, and we needed to do something for radio, um, because there were some very commercial interests interested in it. Um, uh, people will make their own strategies. What I think is quite an interesting option, even if you've got a very established name, that something dot radio um, could very easily be a bit about be an area where you would put um, your on demand or your streaming or something that actually complements your main site. I don't think now, um, although a few people have actually. I don't think now that people will normally um, shift um, a domain name which they're using and which has a high level of, of recognition, but they could start to run this one in parallel with a very specific service on it and then just see how it went. But there is um, there's a conference called Next Radio which um, takes place in the UK, and they've actually swapped their activity to um, 
yeah, Next.Radio, because actually it's so memorable, so much better than what they had before, which was, I think, NextRadio.com. Literally, they've got the name of their conference as the domain name with a dot. So, I mean, that's really nice to be able to do. Um, and another one where, actually a slightly different case where they have swapped, is the international radio player, which... Um, you haven't got here, I don't think, but it's in about 13 countries. And this is where you have um, an online player. They're, they're in about 13 countries. They are um, bringing together in each territory the, um, the broadcasters, both public and commercial, um, on a single player. And the, one of the strategic reasons for doing that is to avoid third-party software. For instance, um, TuneIn, wonderful though it is, um, the TuneIn app, it, you're always reliant on a third party there to um, provide and distribute to your listeners. And therefore, with, um, with Radio Player, it is something that's been organized by the radio industry, at least in Europe, and is now moving quite widely across Europe. They were, I forget what they were originally, but they're now player.radio, which we allowed them to have on the basis that they were already very international. And it was the only use of player that went outside national boundaries. Um, now, to the third party, I'm, it's quite interesting, that whole question of third party, where you're listening to the radio via an app like TuneIn, and we had an interesting case recently whereby there was an argument between um, TuneIn um, and the broadcaster in Belgium, um, the public service broadcaster in Belgium, because TuneIn had been chasing um, some of the same advertising um, sources, sources of advertising revenue as the broadcaster, and um, TuneIn simply switched that broadcaster off. So... There are risks about third parties, and therefore staying within not only players, but within a domain where it's actually looked after by radio people, by broadcasters, seems like probably quite a good choice. Have you had a lot of interest? Yeah, I mean, again, as you say, some of it's, uh, you know, there is the question of people asking, so how do we migrate, and have you got some good models? And I think, for me, it's the using side-by-side -side and launching new services on something that is quite memorable, particularly where there's audio um, involved. But I think, you know, I, uh, we started talking about at the beginning of the year. Of course, the um, date when people can start applying is at the end of August. And for that reason, you know, it's always difficult to talk about something when you can't apply for another seven months. It's a bit theoretical. And actually, it would be easier even here today to say, so guys, here's a computer terminal. Do you want to see if your um, domain's available? And uh, do that immediately and see what's available. But of course, we can't do that because it's not yet open. So it's strange. It's um, With most products, as it were, you can... Uh, you can market them in such a way and say, and here's one, or go to your local shop. Whereas what we're saying is, actually, you've got to wait until the end of August before you can do anything. But it's better to talk about it and get it 
um, get it known rather than say nothing. The members of the union yes. are aware of uh, Absolutely. Um, I should say that different unions have varied in the, their level of activity of, I mean, we've had the initial support from everyone, but it's up to the unions how they actually, how actively they promote it to members. And I think that some of them have felt that to tell their members back in February that something was going to happen in August was, you know, probably everyone was going to forget. So, I mean, I was speaking with the Director General of, a, of one of the unions last week and saying, you know, I'm not certain your members, from what I hear, are very aware of this. We haven't really had contact from them. And her view was, look, six weeks before, that's when we're going to start. So that's really roundabout now. And that's probably, you know, we all have busy lives. And uh, it's probably, it's difficult to think months in advance. So this is the moment where we're anticipating the sort of acceleration into. Has there been any hesitation uh, on the basis of wanting to become multi-platform? So somebody saying, uh, no, we, it's a digital age. I, 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 don't, I perhaps in five years don't just want to be known as radio. I want to be you know, a podcast and uh, the biggest Yeah. Um, it's something, I mean, we've, we probably discussed that more than we've heard hesitation from others because we're acutely aware of that. But I think that um, radio is one of those words which symbolizes audio, it symbolizes connection to communities, it symbolizes curiosity, it's, it symbolizes and embodies so many different things that no one would think twice, for instance, about listening to, you know, 100.3 FM on the internet, because that sort of tells you what it is. I think radio is one of those words which actually, even if the type of devices we're listening on changes, the word radio and all it means actually survives. Any last questions? Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Great to be here.